And welcome to the South Road Boys. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good. Or as I should say, hello, Troy. I'm home. <laughs> 51 today. I know. You, did, you didn't get that reference, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. No, a, I uh, didn't realise it was meant to be a reference to something. I thought it was Lucy, I'm home. Do you know what that TV show's from? I have no idea. It's Desi Arnaz from the I Love Lucy show. Well, okay. Um, you don't even remember that, do you? I re- Look, I remember the title of the show, and yes. I would remember the actors in the show, but I would yes. not remember dialogue from that show. Oh, but that was that was a that was his catchphrase. He'd he'd be there, and he was obviously married to Lucille Ball, and he was Desi Arnaz, and he go, "Lucy, I'm home." And for whatever reason, I used to say that occasionally. I mean, we are talking about a show that um, I think it it starts. Just going to just going to put a um a bit of a shout out there to our listeners who have a letter from the Queen. <laughs> Can <you> continue, Joe. <laughs> yeah, because this. Because the I Love Lucy show debuted on this day, because it's our fun fact holiday. Wow. In 1951. Didn't you jump in with your day quickly? I did, and it finished in 1957. There's no way known that you were going to segue into that, was there? No. No. And I actually segued for you now. Think about it. Someone went 51 today. It started in 51. Uh, correct. Exactly. I'm like a podcast psychic. Savant. Yeah, like a prophet the prophet troy well i am thoughtful does he know thoughtful troy the prophet troy <laughs> thoughtful troy is an enigma wrapped inside uh, wrapped inside a beard i actually um i i often wonder wonder how to be to be that thoughtful to be as sublime oh. as thoughtful troy but unfortunately i'm just everyday troy so what I'd really like to do, though, is hear a podcast of Everyday Troy, Thoughtful Troy, and Prophet Troy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like the three monkeys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> monkey see, monkey hear, monkey do. Mm. <laughs> Thoughtful Troy says that Everyday Troy should pull his pants up. That's inappropriate. <laughs> and, and Prophet Troy went, I saw that coming. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can imagine how many listeners that would get. <laughs> well, as long as it's not a video cast, we'll be fine. But the kind of listeners that we have, if they actually transferred over that and heard that, it'd be like, well, why were his pants down to begin with? <laughs> <laughs> you obviously don't know Everyday Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Is what I would say to you, dear listener. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's. I don't think any of our listeners or any listeners in general actually need that. So no <laughs> is the answer to that question, if it was a question. Hands up, pants down. He's <laughs> <laughs> is, is pretty much my foreplay. <laughs> well, <laughs> and the amazing thing is I see your wife smile occasionally. Why is she happy? <laughs> well, happy or just bemused at what choices did I make in my life? <laughs> where, where foreplay is hands up, pants down. <laughs> so does it get to a certain point in the relationship where you've invested so much into it, you just go... I'm in it now. Oh fuck! I'm it's I've, too much work. It's, I've invested too much time <laughs> to let that be the thing that breaks the camel's back. So, how long have you and your lovely wife been together for now? How many? Two years? little, 
as per the wedding anniversary card that I gave her, I did it bingo style. Mm-hmm. So it looked like a bingo card and had all little numbers and it rolled down. Two little ducks, 22. 22 <laughs> years. 22 years. And I bought her... Because when we buy our wedding anniversary presents, we don't generally spend a lot of money because we just don't. It's just not our thing. Um, but we try and make the, the gift quite thoughtful. So I, I, I bought her... Um, earrings, little stud earrings that are ducks. Because obviously you get two of them. Two, two little ducks. ducks. Yep. 22. But the funny thing is, Shifty McGifty, or as she's otherwise known, my wife, um, was was driving my vehicle one day. And I'd already purchased these earrings. Had them with the card printed up, sitting in my car. And under my passenger side seat, there's a little drawer that you can use to store stuff, and that's where it was sitting. Like your drugs and that, so the cops don't get it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I'd taken the drugs out, and I'd put the present in. Cool, good. And she'd taken my car for... Oh, I'm, that's right. So for whatever reason, my wife doesn't like to take her car to be serviced. So she, on the days that her car needs to be serviced, she has my car, and I take her car to be serviced. <laughs> okay. It also happens to be that I work probably within a kilometre and a half of where it actually does get surfaced. Right, so we're using logic. Yep. Well, so I drop it off, I go to work for the day, and then pick it up after work. It's pretty easy. So she had my car, and she says that she just stopped and the drawer opened. Not something like... <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no. Now, I've been driving this car for quite some time, and I can't remember the last time I stopped and the drawer went open. So she must have been ferreting around is my assumption. But anyway, and so she's found it. And I get this phone call. Who are you buying earrings for? And I'm like, what are you doing ferreting around in my car for? <laughs> the drawer accidentally popped open. And I'm like, yeah, good on you. That, so she, if she yeah. found two little ducks, to be honest, mm-hmm. mate, is a poultry excuse. <laughs> oh, that Ching. is... That is champagne comedy, that is. <sighs> Hang around, ladies and gentlemen, it gets better. <laughs> oh, I certainly hope so. <laughs> anyway, so um, so she found those, and my daughter doesn't have her ears pierced yet, but uh, that's on the cards, so my wife thought that I'd bought them for her. Now, I don't know why oh, she would yes. have thought I bought my daughter duck earrings. Anyway, so she got her wedding anniversary present um, quite early. A little bit early this year. What a bitch. Um, Your wife's yeah. a bitch. Amy, no, I... you're a bitch. <laughs> a sneaky bitch. <laughs> Shifty McGifty. Yep. Stop yeah. ferreting around in places you're not meant to be, woman. Do yeah. do other things. Don't be there. <laughs> Ferret somewhere else. Yeah, go ferreting in your own areas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your ferret face. <laughs> Your face is a ferret face. Speaking of girls in cars... Um, oh, had something really funny happen the other day. Yeah, actually, I would have brought this up last week, um, but we got kind of rolling on the reality TV shows for our fiftieth, and and then we got on a wrestling, and before you knew it, an hour and twenty minutes had gone by. Yes, um, good times. So then I'd leave this one. So during oh, my, remind oh. me to come back. Remind me to come back to mascot. Remember mascot. Right, mascot. Do I'm going to write it down on my phone. No, I, I'll, I'll write it. Oh, no, no, look, because I like to. Um, Please you, not in that way. Oh, hello. <laughs> and um, 
and I'd like to make sure that uh, things run smoothly for our listeners. Uh, I'm going to write that down. So there you go. Otherwise, you know it'll happen. We'll forget about it, and then we'll get messages during the week saying, what's the go with mascot? And I'll be like, oh, fuck's sake. Fuck. Joe said, don't write it down. It'll be fine. Then we forgot about it. And now <laughs> I'm getting messages. <sighs> Two anyway, in the morning. I'm making an, an amendment podcast. <laughs> an amendment podcast. <laughs> 50 point you, one point. Can you imagine? 51.1. Can you imagine? I mean, we know that we've brought up a lot of factual information in our podcasts. Not all I of it. Found out true. later on that it wasn't overly factual. Look, we thought it was, but our information in our own minds was a little bit off kilter. Correct. With with the amount of research that we put in, zilch. It, yeah, pretty much. It was true and correct at the time of publishing. Yeah. So if we had to do a little bit of uh, oh, redaction, <laughs> could you imagine Correction. how many little like four or five minute podcasts there'd be in between our podcasts? Uh, <laughs> it'd be crazy. It would be fifty. What episode fifty one point one? Who was on the fifty dollar note? Yeah, exactly. Well, then, <laughs> but then the funny thing is, you end up with fifty one point one point one because you have just, to do a redaction of a redaction. It's too much. Anyway, girls in cars. Oh, um, I love girls in cars. Fun, yeah, funny story. So during my uh, daily routine, my daily work, uh, my employment source, my place where I get monies. Yeah, money, yeah, which money, is money, a um, radio advertising rep. I, of course, yes. get to cruise around in my car all day, drop into different businesses, chat to different people. It's actually pretty yeah. good. You, you time manage your own day. You're out and about. You're not stuck in a box, you know. It's, it's a pretty good gig. <laughs> when I say stuck in a box, that means from... It's only dick in a box comes to mind. Um, <laughs> comes more from a point of the fact that I did, as you know, many, many years of retail. In which you oh, were stuck in did a box. you ever... So, you know, being out and time managing your own day and being able to chat to different people and talk to different people in different environments is actually a really good gig. I enjoy it. Yeah. And so I was at uh, West Park Plants Plus, which is a local nursery, not far from home, actually. Mm-hmm. And I've gone in and seen uh, Matt in there. He's a really, really super nice guy. One of the nicest guys I think I've probably met in my travels of working in radio. Matty. And, and I've come back and... As I always do normally after a bit of a meeting, I'll sit in the car for a bit and I might check the email on my phone. I might write a couple of notes. I'll put notes in my phone, email myself, whatever I need to do so I don't forget a few things and then go to the next appointment. So, sitting in the car, uh, in the Panther, doing a bit of this and that. (laughs) What kind of forever? (laughs) Door opens. Girl gets in my car, sits down, looks around and goes, oh, fuck, wrong car. (laughs) 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 Because I'm just looking thinking... I know what you're doing. Like, I picked it straight away. I didn't yeah. know this person from a bar of soap, and that's a dumb saying, but I don't know where it came from. Um, like, I don't know where she came from. But I knew what had happened. I could tell that she there was nothing joking about it. Yes. She was naturally just getting in the car, jumping all the rest. Now, But she got to the passenger side. Yeah, now, this, this is the two things that are actually pretty funny here, right? Oh, that's not funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, the car yes. she meant to get into... <laughs> was parked was... right next to mine. But it so wasn't she, black? she wasn't far away. Okay. Um, but here's the funny part. <laughs> she had someone in her passenger seat. She was the driver. So, <laughs> so why? Why would this woman... Yes. She would have been in her, I suppose, late 20s, I suppose. From what I could tell from a quick glance of her shocked face. So, why would so she get on. in the passenger seat of a car 
when she yes. was driving the car that she drove there. So hang on. <laughs> One more question. Point of yep. order. Okay. Were you parked were you parked in like a, a like a, a parking bay car park or, or were you nose to tail with each other? Uh we were next to each other. So we're in like a parking bay, yes. Was she parked to your left or to your right? She was to my left and we were both parked in the same direction. So she got to the right point of the car and instead of opening the door on her left, she opened the door on her right. Yep. That is funny. That is hilarious. It was just funny because I realised what had happened because I said, you can tell if someone's trying to play a joke or yes. do something really weird. There was none of that. She just kind of got in, just naturally got in the car, had that moment of, this isn't familiar, and then saw me. <laughs> which- Got this bearded Wookie that's not meant to be in her car. <laughs> Fuck! Sorry, wrong car. <laughs> and I'm there just losing it, laughing as she's getting out. And I looked over, and there's her friend in the car, losing yes. her mind, losing her yes. shit completely. Oh, mate, it was one of the funniest things that's happened in a very long time. That is hilarious. Oh, it was just so funny. That's never happened to me before. Where someone's just randomly got in the wrong car like that. It was just funny. I've tried to get in the wrong car. <laughs> okay. Like, what like I've walked into a car. To... Well, I've walked into a car park, pressed the unlock on my on my bipper. Ah, and it wasn't your car. And wondered why the door wasn't opening. <laughs> <laughs> and then realised, oh, mine's two rows over. Yeah, that's strange enough. Found that out or realised that after you've already picked up the brick. Put it through the window thinking insurance will pay for it. Exactly. <laughs> Called roadside assistance. <laughs> no, honest. Look, I parked it here and then I went inside and I did my shopping. I came out and that was my car. Bipper didn't work. So my natural assumption is to put a brick through the window. Exactly. Who wouldn't do that? Most people, probably. Most people would go, oh, let's just try the Bipper again or... What I should have done is tried the key. Yeah, true. Thinking that, thinking that there was a bit of failure. <laughs> a bit of failure. bit of uh, failure. Uh, speaking of it, women, another thing I'll throw in real quick, is that this was another exciting thing last week. Yes. A bit of a female-themed week. Uh, we finally got our first female Doctor Who. We did. She, we she did. was in Christmas, though, wasn't she? Uh, no. No, this is the first time we had a proper episode with her. We had yes, a little yes, yes, yes. mention of her where she where she was regenerated into. Yes. Um, but this was the first time we saw her as a doctor. And, mate, I've got to tell you, it was fantastic. Oh, it'd have to be. Any, look, anything Doctor Who is going to be wonderful. And I cannot imagine them ever putting an actor and or actress uh, into that role who doesn't just fit. And no. like all Doctors, like it doesn't matter whether or not you're a Tom Baker fan or or, you know, uh, a Matt Smith fan or whatever, there's always the first one or two episodes where you go, oh, I miss the old one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, true. Oh, like, I just miss the old one. And then all of a sudden, the new one has their own quirks and their own take on the same character. And then you go, oh, no, I, that, I can live with this. This is this works. And then that's just the Doctor. Yep. And like, she was great. Um, Jodie Whittaker is just... I've never seen her in anything before, so she's a uh-huh. new person to me. Um, Which is probably good in a way too. I'm not relating to another character. But I hadn't seen the recent 
series of doctors in anything before either. There you go. Before I saw them as Doctor. Yeah. Because it's a good thing because you're suddenly seeing these characters as Doctor Who, not as someone else that's now playing Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but she was great. And apparently it smashed all records for uh, the first episode of A New Doctor. It's beaten all oh, the fantastic. rest. So for all those um, ridiculous nerd boys and girls out there that went, I'm not going to watch Doctor Who now because it's a woman and you wrecked my Doctor Who fan base and I'm never going to watch you, it ever again. You raped my childhood. Yeah. Whatever. You know what? You lied. You, you lied, did watch bitch. it. We know you, you know you watched it. We know. They all and know. We, and we know you touched yourself while you did it. Yeah. Pants down. <laughs> hands up. <laughs> Hands so, down, hands up, hands down. <laughs> yeah. So, um, look, from a person who's been a Doctor Who fan for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've, I was a, a big fan of Capaldi. I thought, the, as an older, grumpy Doctor, I thought he was wonderful. He was um, great. Yep, yeah, but, um, yeah, hands down, she's a great female Doctor Who. I've never, I've never had a Doctor uh, in the current iteration that I didn't like. And I, wasn't a, old... I wasn't a huge Matt Smith fan. I love Tenet, though. Tenet, I thought, was amazing. Yeah, Dave did um, a great job. I, I had tears a few times watching Tenet. That guy is just mm. a phenomenal actor. And Matt then he Smith went and didn't... did Jessica Jones, and yeah. it was just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, blue. It, he actually made that series. Yeah. Um, or that season. Um, and then we got Matt Smith. And look, Matt Smith was great, mm. uh, but he never quite resonated with me. Um, Capaldi, but I thought, was amazing. you didn't hate him. Oh, no, not at all. Because Doctor Who's about the stories. Doctor Who's not actually about the Doctor. No. A lot of people would probably argue that, but uh, that's why Doctor Who works so well with trading the character over to different people all the time. Because exactly. it's about great storytelling. And it's the same reason why Bond works. Exactly. But here we go. We've had this discussion before that I don't think we should change Bond to a female. No, because that's not the way Bond was written. No. That's, that's not the essence of Bond. And that's why Bond can't ever be an American. Yes, exactly. You know, um, and I think I think you could probably change Bond to... I don't know whether or not... You might be able to change Bond's ethnicity and not change the character too much. You just need to make sure that whoever it is comes from that... that Eton school sort of... Yeah, there still needs to be that same, that same energy that Bond has... Yeah, and I, 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 I sometimes get disappointed that he's not as much as a pants man as he used to be, <laughs> because that was that's that's how he was written. Yeah. Now, I don't believe that there's. So the problem that I have with making a female Bond is not that it, it partly is that it changes the character so much because that's how it's written. The other thing is that woman, whoever plays that Bond, will be compared to every other 007 that has gone before. That's not fair on her, and it's not fair on them because you're not comparing apples with apples. You can have a kick-ass female spy thriller that just doesn't happen to be 007. Yeah, she can be 005 or 009 or yeah. whatever. I, it I, I to love be. bringing someone in in that in that world. I think that's a great idea. Add them to the universe, but don't yep. make them 007 because 007 is this person. It's played by different actors, but that's this person. But 003 or 5 or 7 or 6 or whatever could be in that world oh, with so the same scope. thing, but she could 
own that role and that role could be specifically because believe it or not men and women are different <laughs> and it's not a bad thing it's just different and i i just think it's it's just so unfair um whereas i don't think that's the same with the doctor because well, well the doctor can change into anyone i mean the doctor could actually be alien if he wanted to be but that's Correct. probably stretching it just a little bit far from a storytelling point of view. Yeah. yeah. And also it costs more ha- money. <laughs> yeah. But we saw what they did with the Master. Yes. See, the Master went female. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what Time Lords do. Yep. She was there Missy. Was, we, and she was great as well. Missy was fantastic. And Missy yep. played a great Master. Yep. Like, you know. And so, and I don't think there's anything in the writing of Doctor Who that says it's a man. It's a Time Lord. Yes. And, and, and yes, Lord back in the day used to be designated as a man, but in this day and yes, age, doesn't matter. Yeah, I I can I can get behind a female doctor because I don't think it changes the story or the or the character, but I think a female 007 is just it just doesn't seem to work as well. Yeah, no, we're on the same page on that one. I love it when mm-hmm. we agree. We generally do, and if not, we'll just argue until someone submits. Uh, uh, and here's the thing, though, and I assume people might have picked up on this a few times. Yep. We do tend to argue with each other sometimes just because it's fun. Well, that's the whole reason why you do it. <laughs> it's not because either of us actually wants to be right. It's, that's good if you are, but yeah. it's really just fun. And when you argue if you're wrong, it, you just have to argue better. <laughs> Be better at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Don't be right, you. just be better. Mm. <laughs> now. Uh, Mascot. Deont- Too early? No, Deontay Wilder. Do you know who he is? Uh, Gene Wilder's father. Oh, close. Oh, that would have been ridiculous if I was right. <laughs> oh, it would have been. But he was only born in 1985. Okay, Gene Wilder's grandson. Yep. Happens to be African-American. Jim Wilder's adopted grandson. I don't think there's anything in the information that I have here that connects him to Gene in any way. Not even, with Kevin, not-, not even with Kevin Bacon, because Kevin Bacon's Six Degrees of Separation kind of yep. joins everyone. So is there oh. a chance that maybe there'd be a connection between Gene Wilder, Kevin Bacon, and who is it, Wilder? Uh, Deontay. Deontay Wilder. I reckon there'd be a connection. Surely. Yes, <laughs> but don't call me Shirley. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So, none of the story that I'm about to tell you is relying on that connection between the Wilders. Right. So, I'm okay. just going to forget about Gene Wilder then. For this story? Absolutely. I'm okay. not saying there's not. I'm not saying there's not a connection. I'm not saying that there is, you know, that Deontay is not the adopted grandchild mm-hmm. of Gene. That's quite possible. Like, you know, or maybe Gene um, married a woman of African-American descent and that's part of the bloodline. Possibly. Not saying that at all. For this particular story, yeah, that relationship is not important. Okay, so completely ignore the last five minutes of our conversation. It's got no relevance. For this particular story, no. Okay, right. I feel like I should be looking for a Gene Wilder story now. <laughs> and you can. Just so I can say, you- Joe, 
for this yeah. particular story, yes, this is actually about G. Wilder, who's not okay. got anything to do with Deontay. With Deontay, <laughs> okay. Right. Could, so I'll just ask my first question again. Okay. Now that we're now that we're clear, because <laughs> <laughs> it was so unclear. Yep. Do you know who he is? Uh, is he? No, I don't know. No, I don't really oh, don't know. He's not any relation to Kim Wilde either. No, that's... Because she's a wild and he's wild. a wilder. He's wilder, yeah. Far like, wilder. She's pissed off, but he's really pissed off. <laughs> um, okay. Um, he is currently the WBC heavyweight champion of the world and has been since 2015. He's an American heavyweight boxing champion. Okay. Okay. He won bronze medal in uh, the heavyweight division at the 2008 Olympics. And his nickname is the Bronze Bomber. Okay. He he has won... He's finished all but one of his fights inside the distance. Basically, his knockout to win ratio stands at 98% with 19 knockouts in the first round. Okay. Now, why, Joe, would you be telling me this? I'm I hear wondering. you ask. Why, Joe, would you be telling me this? I hear you ask. <laughs> well, I didn't realise I had to repeat it because you've basically done it, but let's play that childish game. Okay. Why, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> would you be just, telling just me this? Just tell me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> What's the point in having a script and doing rehearsals if you're not even going to follow it? That may have something to do with the fact that we don't have a script and never rehearse. Ah. Remember that? I knew I know we're I getting knew old, but... <laughs> um, So he's about to have a fight, as boxers do, all right? Yeah. And so he's currently on a bit of a promotional bandwagon. Now, let's remember, he's the current heavyweight champion of the world. This is the same division that people like Mike Tyson... Muhammad Ali, like these are, this is the serious big boys. Okay. Right? He was on a TV shoot, uh, an interview for, I think, a South American TV show. Um, and they had the ESPN mascot. All right. And they said, give him a hit. <laughs> That's what the TV right. host said. I suddenly realized mascot. Yep. <laughs> Yes, mascot. Yeah. So this guy basically has got, uh, it looks like a, a, a red sombrero. He basically looks like a penis. <laughs> um, the ESPN mascot. And so uh, he just said, just give him a hit. Like, touches his tummy, touches his face. And Deontay went, fair enough. Takes two steps. And steps into a hit. Needless to say, drops his fucking mascot pretty quick. <laughs> and um, okay, yep. The, the person inside the mascot has now got a broken, shattered right jaw. Oh, jaw. Why did he actually hit the mascot? Because he was told to, and he said he didn't realise anyone was in the costume. Now, was the I costume moving? Yes. What you did he think it was? You can clearly see the arms and the legs moving, and he even kind of does the old, you know, boxy pose. And then the heavyweight champion of the world takes two steps and drops him. Takes him out. 
And the poor bastard who's who's obviously the showrunner has been told, getting the mascot, and he's like, oh, all right, he was going to hit you. Oh, okay, but it's going to hurt. And he's going to, no, no, you'll be fine. There's a bit of padding there, and you've got the costume. No, gets dropped. Just gone dropped down cold. like he's been kicked in the nuts like a limp dick. <laughs> that's, just dropped that's, flopped that's to the ground it was. <laughs> it, um, probably wasn't a lot of money either I don't think mascots run a huge coin no I, I wouldn't think they are I, but he might, because... get a, might get a little payout for that though because I'm telling you now if I'm just cruising around as a funny mascot like you know throwing my arms around and looking like a, a half dead dick and then some yeah. boxer comes up and smashes my face in, and I've got to be yeah. in hospital. Um, <laughs> I get, <laughs> sorry, just, now, it just turned up. S- and uh, um, <laughs> I could say I want some money. Uh, I've just seen what you put up, and so here we are. Here is the uh, oh, me sharing Joe. the uh, Joe, the actual that, thing. So that's not good. So I don't know whether or not you can see that. Um, yep. Oh, here we go. See? Got it now. Yep. I'm seeing wave his arms around. Of course, there's someone in there. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> oh, shit, son. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wow, Joe. <laughs> He's destroyed him. Yes. And is it my imagination or is the other guy the host? He is. He's counting him out. Yes. <laughs> There's audio that goes with it where he's counting him out. Oh, Joe. <laughs> How good was you that? You know what? I kind of wish in a way that um, that somehow you've been able to record me watching that to get the reaction because that was gold. Wow. <laughs> uh, but he really hit him. Hit him all right. And I mean, there would even be a little bit of padding there. A little bit. Around the face, but he has absolutely tunneled in. <laughs> yes. So wow. So when you were talking about your um your TV show based on mascots, I think there could potentially be a little bit of footage that um that might be added to your, yeah. your broadcast. That's just How on earth though he didn't realise that there was someone in there. I just don't see how that's even possible. I beyond just... me. Beyond wow. me. Just wow! Now I have a very quick one for you. Yeah, I have a. Or have you got something? Because I've got a moral dilemma for you. Um. Yeah. Just one thing. Um. At, uh, in 1963, did you know that Gene Wilder was cast in the leading role in Mother Courage and Her Children, a production starting Anne Bancroft? There you go. Bit of information on Gene Wilder. No, I did not know that. And here's yeah. another thing on Gene Wilder. Yeah. He is my favourite Willy Wonka. Well, I there's only his... been two. Yeah, but I prefer his. I suddenly realised too. There's suddenly a, a bit of a penis trail happening <laughs> in the Willy podcast Wonka. now, <laughs> or Willy Wonka. Or we just had the the guy hitting the big dick mascot. Yeah, exactly. And now we're under Willy's. So yeah. Imagine if they had to change the O to an A. It would have been Willy Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Willy what? Oh, tell you, there's probably a porn parody out there somewhere. With Willy that Wanker. name, that's yep. that's a different podcast. That's a different um, film, isn't it? Yeah, slightly different. Yeah, yes. have you got the golden ticket? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're calling it these days? Come in, fada, and, ta- fada. Come in and taste. Fada, fada, come in and taste fada, the chocolate, fada. little boy. Mm. Yes. Now I have. Um, 
a moral question for you. Oh, really? You want to ask me? A moral well, you don't question. have to. You can decline. Okay. It's not a. No, it's not no a means news... no, Joe. Just so you know. Yeah. No means no. Yes, that's right. No means no. Yep. There's no joke here. Right. No. <laughs> There's a lot of no going on. No. No. Beep, no joke. Beep, no. Beep. I'm going to back away because that's right. That's yes. what you do. Yes. Now, this is a story from 2011. And I don't know whether or not you know about it. Does the name um, Dan Saunders mean anything to you? No, it does not. Okay. So imagine yourself uh, in Wangaratta. Now, Wangaratta is probably about the same size as your current hometown. Yeah, Bernie? yeah, probably about right. <clears throat> yeah. And you just say you've got a, a hospitality job. So, you know, you work behind the bar, not on a lot of money. After work, you've decided to, to have a beer with a couple of mates. Yep. Just really, and... just really filling myself with this role at the moment. Taking yeah, it all in. So... Sucking it in like a sponge. And you've gone to use your your ATM card. Yep. And you've got no money. Oh, Dan. What have I been but doing? you've gone, you know what? I'll transfer money from my credit card via the ATM to my savings card. Ah, great thinking. Because then I can take cash out. Yep, great thinking. That's a really good idea. And you know that you're probably going to get charged a little bit of interest because Ah, you've taken... At the time, it really doesn't matter. Look, you're there for a good time. You've had a couple of beers. A few dollars is not going to make any difference because what is it? It's it's probably a drink you're throwing away. doesn't matter. Exactly. So you've transferred the money at the ATM. Yep. But when you transferred the money at the ATM, you got... Error. You got an error. And you're going, oh. But then, you put, but then you put your card in, check your savings account, and the $200 that you transferred but got the error... Yep, it's gone. Show, no, it's showing in your savings account. Okay, good. Yep. So it's trans... Well, you believe it's transferred from your credit card to your savings, and now you can take the cash out. Well, the machine wouldn't lie. It would not. No. So you take the cash out. Yep. You have yourself a good night. Oh, great night. Remember that night? Oh, wouldn't you ever? The Dan Saunders night. The Dan Saunders night. Unreal. Now, a little bit later on in the day, you're going to go, or in the morning probably, you go, you know what? I wouldn't mind some more money. Because we've had a big one. The Dan Saunders night was actually a pretty big gig. Yeah, so so what you you do is you just go and transfer another 500. Wow. Or 600. Okay. (laughs) Once again, you get the same error message. But you checked your savings account, the money's there, you take it out, and you wake up the next morning and you've got probably about 700 bucks on you. And so you go on and check your account balance of your credit card. Yep. Nothing's changed. There's no money gone. What's going your on there? Your balance is the same. Bit funny, bit strange. Slightly. And you think, you think, oh, it's, you know, it's overnight, probably whatever. Take a couple of days to catch up. Correct. Yep. Couple of, couple of days go past. You're out again and you go, well, I'll transfer some more money over. Yeah. I like, now, I like being Dan. <laughs> Dan is good. Yeah. So basically you do it again. Only this time, you do 2000 Just to see. I'll tell you what, the, the, the nights of Dan Saunder have yeah. moved from a few beers with the boys to strippers and a pizza. <laughs> 
like at we, the same time. Yeah, we're strip clubbing. We are. Um, we're spending some what? dollars. We're doing coke and hose. That's what we're Fucking doing, dude. Strippers and pizza. Strip pizza. Yeah, I know that. But then I started <laughs> thinking, that's ah, not too grand. Yeah, it's not too. So grand. I'm thinking coke and hose might be better because you yeah. you can't if you're doing coke. Mm. You got to call the strippers hose. It's just one of those things. I'm not trying to be derogative towards women. Mm. That decision was made way before I was brought on. What do, what do you call women though when you refer to coke as blow? Oh, I suppose you can still go the hose, can't you? Blow blows and Is hose. It, <laughs> or maybe biarches. Blows and biarches. Biarches and blow. I don't know. Like, I. I've never done either. Neither <laughs> have I. And look, it's probably not that important to the story. Once again, but we're I, in Gene Wilder territory. Exactly. And I, I just know, I know not that we're relevant. in a place where if you're getting out two grand, you, you're going to be telling stories about this night for a while. One would hope so. Mm. Anyway, same thing happens. Money's available. You're able to withdraw it. But it's still not coming off your credit card. You can't see anything happening. Oh, Dan's found the uh, the packet of Tim Tams that never runs out. <laughs> Dan has found a packet of Tim Tams that hasn't run out. Dan's realised that at certain times of the night, the ATM goes into offline mode to reconcile the transactions So it's for the, the day. same ATM. Well, please hold caller. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what he's done is he would transfer money from the credit card to his savings account while the system was offline. The ATM would read the transaction as transaction cancelled but it still recognised the money had been transferred. Mm-hmm. Because it was in offline mode, it didn't check and just dished out the cash. Now, Dan decided that um, that wasn't such a bad idea. And he got out about 20000 <laughs> <laughs> And then he kind of realised, this is my money. Because he got it out from his account. Like, it was his account. Yep. He knew, he thought eventually... Someone's going to go, yep, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, tap on he the shoulder. Know- <clears throat> well, he didn't know there was a loophole. He just thought for whatever reason it wasn't showing up. He got a red-hot tip from a mate about a uh, a couple of things on the on the horses. So he thought, you know what? Oh, I'll, Dan, I'll, Dan, Dan, I'll pl- Dan. He goes, I'll place a bet. And, uh, oh, and I'll win the money, and then I'll have the money to pay back to the bank. Yep. And I'll be square. Oh, the rabbit hole just keeps getting deeper. Do you think Dan won that bet? No, I don't think Dan did. I think no, Dan lost you're, miserably. You're right. Dan, Dan, Dan did go in the hole for oh, that 20 grand. Oh, Dan. Dan, Dan, but Dan, un- Dan. But unfortunately, the money that Dan wagered actually put that particular TAB or TAB facility at the pub over what would normally be wagered there in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So that alerted the attention of the TAB. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, that was the same establishment that Dan worked at. Oh, Dan. I <laughs> what know. What are you doing, Dan? So his bosses brought him in and said, look, you've put a punt on. You're not supposed to do that. And he's gone, well, no, my mate put a punt on. I, I didn't I didn't facilitate it. My mate did. And they've gone, well, no, that's shifty. Uh, have you got a gambling problem? He's gone, no. Um, and they've gone, well, you're fired because you can't do that. So he's gone, eh. Unfortunately, Dan had been spending a bit of money around town as well because he had a <laughs> bit extra cash. Yeah, Dan was the man. 
Well, if you could imagine you're in Burnie and you decide to walk into the the beach and say, the drinks are on me. That's going to get Dan is the man. Dan is mm. the man. So his girlfriend drops him via text message. And he goes, fuck it. I'm going to Melbourne. But he's worked out he can do this same thing, not just at the Wangaratta uh, ATM. He can do it at any uh, NAB ATM while it's in offline mode. So over the next course of four and a half months... Holy shit, Dan. <clears throat> how much do you reckon Dan spent that they could prove? Oh, look, I reckon they could prove. That and, and, the only way, and the only way they could prove it is the statement on the card that was presented to pay for something. Not the money that was transferred away because no one had a record of that. Just the money that was spent... Four and a half months. Four and a half months. Look, considering Dan's pretty heavy with the dollars, I'm going to think that Dan might have got away with maybe 400k. 400k? I think Dan's a bit more of a legend than what you think he is. Is he? (laughs) 1.6 million dollars. So Dan was getting private jets. Wow. He was... He was hosting parties on private islands. He made a lot of friends. Dan made a heap of mates. How did... Look, obviously, these machines, they've got to be showing a shortage of it. Account must be showing a shortage somewhere. No. Really? Because it's showing there's no transaction of the money being transferred from his credit card to his savings. His savings has just got the money in it. Just arrives there. It's there. It doesn't because wow. the, the ATM's not smart enough to go where that money come from. It says, "Is there funds available?" Yes, pay the man yeah. out. So there was no reason then that they would have gone. Let's look at the footage of that time frame because we're missing something. Because obviously yeah. ATMs have cameras. Yeah, but then he was then he had the money on his savings account. Yeah, so he'd go to a hotel. I'll pay for that on savings. Thanks. So how much funds of this, available? How much of this did Dan have to pay back? Well. There must Here's have the been thing. a certain amount, surely. There was, but once again, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> so four and a half months went past and, and Dan was living the Vila Loca, right? He was living the high life. He had lots of mates. All his um, old friends must have been going, Dan's doing all right. Dan's doing all right. He was visiting Bordellos. <laughs> For those though, who don't know, we're talking brothels. Yes, brothels, knock shop. Uh, a house full of the ladies who like to get of the naked. Yes, the chicken mm. ranch. Chicken, chicken uh, ranch? Yeah. I think, isn't that what they called the, the, the whorehouse in the best little whorehouse in Texas? Wasn't that called oh, the chicken ranch? I don't know. Oh, how well do I know my Burt Reynolds, Dolly Parton movies from the early <laughs> 70s? Wow, so we're covering uh, Dolly Parton, Burt Reynolds, and uh, Gene Wilder in this podcast. I really do hope our listeners are elderly. <laughs> Dolly's still alive. She is. In her 70s. She's buoyant. She is. So he'd worked out that he could do it from anywhere in the world. For whatever reason, he'd found a loophole where he could pretty much transfer money anywhere in the world from his... The credit How facility on his credit. This out? I don't know. He just dumb luck. Just dumb luck. Oh, he didn't. Wow. 
Wow. I, on, like I, so there's a there's a podcast at the moment you can listen to it. It's only an hour of your life. It's in two parts. It's called ATM Boy. Wherever you get podcasts, look it up. It's yep. his story. So after four and a half months, he then had a mental breakdown because he knew someone was coming. Uh, he okay. didn't know when. He didn't know when. He didn't know how, but he, yep. he became paranoid. He couldn't relax, yeah. He could not relax. He had a an episode in uh, the Ritz-Carlton, I think, in Sydney, where he basically just had a massive stress panic attack. And the doctor said, what do you do for a job? And he said, I'm in finance. Very <laughs> cool. And they went, oh, well, he used to tell people he was either in finance or an investment banker or he was a professional gambler, and that explained all the cash. Yep. Um, and, and people said that they actually quite liked him because he was a country boy who wasn't putting on airs and graces. He just had money and he was sharing it around. He wasn't showing it off. He wasn't trying to say, look how good I am. He's like... Well, if you want that, just order it. Okay. I'll pay for it. That's okay. Yep. Like, so he's quite likable. Um, and uh, so he got a big, massive panic attack and he thought, fuck it, I, I just, I can't do this anymore. So he he went to the bank. He had about $80,000 left. And out of his 1.6 mil? Out of $1.6 million that he could prove that he had spent. Yeah, okay. Right, and he went to the bank, <laughs> and the bank went. Mm, this is now a matter for the police. We're not going to talk to you anymore. Go away. They didn't give him the opportunity to say, "Oh, by the way, I've got an extra eighty grand." And so he went, and he's at the hotel, and he thinks, "Well, someone's going to turn up eventually." Yep. About three, four weeks go past and the 80 grand's gone because he's still giving it away because he goes, well... I'm done. I got, I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go away for a while. And no one came. So he starts sleeping on a mate's couch and then gets a job in a restaurant <laughs> in Melbourne. Yeah. Starts working because of his previous hospitality experience. Yeah. Um, that employer then goes financially bankrupt, right? This story so, just keeps getting better. So the owners leave and the employers still owed money. So Dan takes it upon himself to take out $20,000 <laughs> from the safe and pay everyone, pay the debtors, pay the suppliers, pay the whatever. New owners came in, he gets fired, right? But he's still taking the money. He then went to a journalist and said, here's my story. No one's come for me. And that journalist contacted the bank. Nothing happened. They put an, they, they read an article in The Age about the ATM boy. No one came. Then they did a thing on 60 Minutes, a current affair. Sorry, a current affair. Finally, after three and a half years... Shit. Dan was apprehended for what he did four months ago. Because apparently the bank didn't want to admit that there was a fault. Please point out your addition there. <clears throat> he was taken three and a half years after what he did four months ago. Doesn't quite add up. Sorry. What he did for four months. <laughs> what he did for four and a half months, he was arrested three and a half years later. Yes, after trying, after trying, trying to, to give up. 
Yeah. Now, granted, he didn't go to police. He went to the bank. Yep. Because... You would assume the bank would contact the police. Their money's missing. Well, technically, he hadn't broken any laws. He had overdrawn his credit card, and they'd allowed it. And he was going to report that. Now... But his, yes, credit card, then, his credit card didn't say it was overdrawn, though, did it? And that's the thing. That's where the fraud comes in. He found a loophole and he, and he did it. Look, he knew and he will admit, and I think if I'm asking you the moral question, do you think he did the wrong thing? Oh, this is the... Um, the that's right. There was a question right at the start, wasn't yes, there? Yeah. Oh, mate, I tell you what, that rabbit hole would have looked inviting. Well, that's what he said. He goes, as soon as it worked, I just kept on going, kept on going. And um, and what's the worst thing that could happen? I mean, at the end of the day, if you got caught and you'd taken a few hundred grand away, you just go, well, I've got no money. I'm bankrupt. I, de- I, de- I declared bankruptcy. Yeah. And th- you've been done though, anyway. And I think, though, because of the way he, he got hold of the money, there was intent to deceive... That's where it became a criminal charge. Plus the $20,000 he stole from the restaurant. Yeah. Even though he kind of Robin Hood it, you know, paid off the debtors, that wasn't his money to take. Mm, true. I'll agree with that. Now, the thing is, <laughs> Dan, my how man. long do you reckon, how long do you reckon Dan served? How long do you reckon he served? So he did go behind the bar? Yes. Not behind, Two the, not behind the bar in hospitality, behind the bars in jail. Correct. Did a did a stretch. Um, did mate, some porridge. I reckon he might have done six months. Yeah, he got um, he got eighteen months. Okay. Uh, he served twelve. Yep. <laughs> now the journalist who he went to was a uh, the guy who interviews on the podcast. He thought that he'd probably get five years. Like he thought that's what it'd be. But the only evidence the nab rocked up with was about a page and a half, which was the statements of what he had spent. On his savings card, not any information on what money he transferred. So they couldn't actually prove what had happened. Correct. So no one knows, except for young Dan, how much money he transferred electronically from his shifty credit card account to any account in the world. Wow. That's so my question is this. Incredible. Mr. Troy Douglas Barr. Yes, Joseph Allen Mather. Do you believe that young Dan may have worked out that he could transfer money electronically with no trace, knew that he was going to get pinged for it at some point, and decided Hmm. to set himself up a little nest egg somewhere else? I can guarantee you, my friend, that that's what I would have done. (laughs) Definitely. Because the only reason he says the that's only a once in a lifetime opportunity, absolutely. Because and he said the only reason why he didn't end up doing a a Christopher Scase and ended up in the Mallorca somewhere is because he'd have to leave everything behind, and he couldn't leave his mum and his family with never being able to contact him again. Geez, he was a nice guy, wasn't he? And that was the thing; he turned himself in. No one came for him. And then when he turned himself into the bank, it took him three and a half years and him going to the age and a current affair to tell his story. Now, granted, when he's telling his story, it's not just a, I'm trying to do the right thing. You can see there's 
it's not bragging, but it is boasting. Uh, look, and I think there's a... <laughs> do you know there's a difference? Yeah. Can you tell the difference between the bragging and the boast? Would you be able to help yourself, though? I don't think you'd oh, be able no. to. I'd be doing it. I'd be getting T-shirts <laughs> made up. Yep. Just a T-shirt when Nab got nabbed. <laughs> oh, exactly. And and so that was the thing. But no one ever came for him. That's incredible. Um, That's amazing. And he could have... Absolutely. So but, whatever started off with a couple of beers with his mates. And I'm gathering that they worked out, they know what that loophole is now, so they fixed it. Oh, yes. that shut that They shut that shit mm. right down. Well, that's what they say in the media. Mm. <laughs> so it may not. It may not. But the thing is, it might just be he had that one magical card. Maybe. It was a golden ticket. Comes back to Willy Wonka. It, it was all Willy, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. And that's how it, <laughs> bringing it all back. See, six degrees of separation. Uh, exactly. Kevin Bacon's got to no, be Well, Kevin Bacon would be in there. You think about it. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Bacon would have worked with someone who obviously would have worked with Gene Wilder. So it would have to be there. I think you'll find that Kevin Bacon will most probably play Dan Saunders in the movie about ATM Boy. <laughs> you reckon? Are you, I guarantee, are you right now doing six degrees of Kevin Bacon and typing in Kevin Bacon, Gene Wilder? I've got to tell you. Is that what you're doing? Yep. Okay, so that's so funny that you're doing that because that's brilliant. So young Dan, he didn't get away with it. He didn't get away scot-free. Uh, his conscience got to him, but I I don't know, Rodies, what do you reckon you'd do? There's part of me that goes, I'd like to say that I would have squirreled the money away and and whatever but i know i absolutely know without a shadow of a doubt that i would have been racked with fear a lot sooner than young dan was i would have i would have only withdrawn what i knew i could pay back because i i would have no i would have thought in my heart of hearts that someone was coming eventually yeah look i know i've always said that i can't understand how people shoplift because if mm. I got something out of a store, I'll be waiting for... If, like if there was a, a siren somewhere, I'll be thinking, that's it, they're after me. Or if someone yelled <laughs> out to me, I'll be thinking, oh, I'm, I'm done. Like, yes. There's no way known you would be able to relax in any way, shape or form. No. And it just... Yeah, I don't... I just don't understand it. But, you know, people do it. But I tell you what, Dan's impressive. He really is. It just is. That's the kind of role that a movie could be made from. No doubt about it at all. Who do you think? Of, who do you think of play him in the role? Well, I don't know what Dan looks like. Um, oh, that's a good point. Uh, I I do because I can because that can that changes things a little bit because I actually think that uh, I just think it's really great to have an actor play a role of a real mm. person when they have a little bit of physical familiarity with that person. Yeah. So uh, he's just—he's an average-looking bloke. How old is he? Uh, twenty-seven. So he'd be early thirties. He is average. Now, I think. You know, you know. Okay. He doesn't look anything like him, but you know, it would be great to play a role like that and make it so it wasn't full-on serious, had a little bit of cockiness to it. Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Yeah, I think Ryan Reynolds Actually, would play that style role very well. Do you know who would be good? Um, the Wedding Crashers. He's got the same hairline. True. I can't remember the actor's name. Yeah. I tell you what, he did all right, though, didn't he? Well done, Dan. Yeah, look, Dan look, the man. Hats off to you because, mate, the only money you took 
uh, was someone's extra little uh, commission bonus who was looking after the NAB bank that year. Yeah, well, no, because they, they, they would have just passed it on to the consumers. That's the thing. Yeah, bloody um, bloody banks. And you know what? There is no such thing as a victimless crime. <sighs> Look at you. <laughs> um, so have you done your six degrees Mate, of Kevin I've, I've been trying to find it, and I actually can't. Oh, wait a minute. I might have found it now. Oh. Here we go. Um, it's only because it's on the phone. It was a little bit harder. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, right up. Oof, so, see, if, see if that's going to bring it up. Gene right. uh, Wilder has a bacon number of two. Oh, shit. So they were both in something well, with one other person that connects them. Yeah, so um, Gene Wilder was in The Frisco Kid in 1979. Kevin Bacon yes. was in Hero at Large in 1980. And Alan Rich yes. was obviously in both of those movies. There you go. There you go. No one's far away awesome. from bacon, and that's how the world no should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always good to be close to bacon. Oh, isn't it? <sighs> now, speaking of bacon... <laughs> this is a frightening segue. Can I just point that out? No, it's not actually. It's not even a segue. Okay. I'm just wondering whether or not the thoughtful one's got any thoughts on it. Oh, thoughtful one's definitely about. Um, All right, well... <laughs> I don't think there's anything about... But oh, actually, uh, actually, it is a little bit about bacon. <laughs> All right, well, right here's the music. Welcome to the teachings of Thoughtful Troy. Danielle in Chicago <laughs> is struggling with a life choice. Uh, she wants to try <laughs> being vegan oh. because her work friends have convinced her It'll be better for her health. Mm. Danielle, my undeniably dubious disciple. <laughs> this decision is not one to be taken lightly. And I'm not, in my worldly wisdom, able to tell you to take this path. You may not know this, but the dinosaurs once decided to stop eating each other. <laughs> to stop <laughs> feeding the monster meat. <coughs> and turn to plants for their sole nourishment. And we know what happened to them. <laughs> they died. When my children ask, thoughtful one, full of the bright, oh, why did the dinosaurs leave? I always stare back and say, if they'd only worked out their differences and decided to meet. So, Danielle, don't leave. Stay with us. You never know who you might meet. Thank you. And bless. <laughs> it's not funny. Oh. That is a little bit to do with bacon. <laughs> you know, it surprises me every week. Just how far-reaching <laughs> advice of thoughtful Troy goes. He, um, it's incredible how intelligent he is. The way that he it, can find the answer to a topic or a question by going in a completely different direction, but still somehow finding a way back. To the prehistoric era, though. Incredible. See, I did not know that the dinosaur, I thought it was possibly a meteor. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, possibly an ice age, you know. Um, I didn't know it was because they stopped eating the monster meat. Neither did there I. There you go. So, and look, I'm learning too. And I think there's something in there for all there this. Is, <laughs> here's a quick question for you. Um, completely yeah. off topic to that. Oh, okay. Um, I only brought this up because uh, it got mentioned this week. Um, do you say Ireland or Ireland? Depends on who I talk to. Because I hadn't thought about it before, but I say Ireland. But I realise that's like I-S-L-A-N-D. Whereas yes. if you're actually saying Ireland, it's I-R-E, of course, L-A-N-D. So it's really Ireland. But we say, that's, but we that's, say that's... Ireland. Well, if you want to get an Irish accent, you say Ireland. Yeah, it does make you sound Irish, but it also makes you say it correctly. Oh, diddly dear potatoes, you've got to say Ireland. <laughs> to be sure, to be sure, to be sure. Unless the RE is silent. In that case, it's Ireland. Ire. Ireland. Ireland. I think, I, I think Ireland. the Irish I think the Irish pronounce it Ireland as well. Ire. Uh, when Irish eyes. Oh, Irish. Irish. Yeah, that's the Irish, song. Irish. Ireland. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe, I if think the, most... maybe if the dinosaurs had eaten all the four leaf clovers, <laughs> that wouldn't have been an issue. I think that depends on, you know, potatoes, potatoes. Maybe. That was an interesting one. A little bit of Irish Ireland trivia there for you. Advertisement, advertisement. Don't get me started on that, Jay either. It's the same fucking thing. It is the same thing, but you don't advert <laughs> something. You, adver- well, I you do. advertise it. <laughs> advert your eyes. <laughs> Your face is oh, adverted. Advert. Your face is adverted. <laughs> and on that note, I am Joe. I am Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We most certainly are.